0: Thundering across the United States of America and around the world, it's the Take Him With You podcast. Today's spiritual Camp, part seven. Well, welcome everybody to episode number one eighteen of Take Him With You for May eighth, two thousand eleven. Happy Mother's Day, dear. Oh, thank you. Today on the, bo- on, the on the podcast, no, the podcast. We're going to talk about uh, mowing and listening to Wayne Henderson's Fringe Podcast, a fun little story. Uh, I got the money for my iPad, baby. Just released The Martians Are Here soundtrack. We'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll talk about Mother's Day and all sorts of other things. Today's big subject, how does a person grow in their faith? It may not be exactly what you think. We're going to have your comments from Facebook and Twitter and what we think about it. So stick around to Spiritual Boot Camp. Part number seven on Take Him With You. Well, what another crazy week we've had.
1: Lots of driving.
0: Lots and lots and lots of driving. Welcome, everybody, to Take Him With You. I'm Rick.
1: And I'm Amy. She's my wife. You're my husband.
0: It's true. And we're going, let me see, next month will be 25 years of marriage. Yeah. I bet you didn't expect everything you got with me, did you?
1: (laughs) It's never been boring. (laughs) Well, that's
0: true. But uh, I think I got the better end of the deal.
1: Oh, I'm not saying anything. So um, <laughs> what else are we going to talk about?
0: Well, today on the podcast, we have a whole lot of things to talk about. Our main subject is going to be all about how do you grow in your faith. So we'll talk about that on our, our uh, what do you call this? Oh, that's right, Spiritual Boot Camp. Yeah. Part number seven. It, well, there was only six parts, but you added another part.
1: I did. I like seven. Seven's a good number.
0: Okay, so we'll be talking about that as well as a bunch of other things so stick around, it's going to be great uh, Oh, also we're going to talk about I forgot to tell everybody We're going to talk about my, my son Nathan's graduation mm-hmm. From college with his bachelor's degree Woo. So we'll be right, right back after this So after nine months of work On a project for Stefan Sonic of the writer and producer from Australia, I put together a compilation album of all the songs, well, not all of them, but a bunch of the songs that were used as the background and the scoring for the podcast and made it all available on a soundtrack that you can download today. The Martians Are Here Soundtrack. Up your copy of it by going to www.cdbaby.com slash rickmoyer the number three that's all you have to do and you can download the soundtrack to the martians are here 42 tracks of cool soundtrack goodness the martians are here podcast soundtrack so yeah 42 songs on the compilation album for the martians are here
1: that's a lot. Well, that's, yeah, but it's a soundtrack. Basically, it's basically four albums in one. Yeah, it's
0: a soundtrack. There's like three some hours on it. But uh, actually there was eight hours worth of music, so I cut out a bunch of stuff. Just only put some of them on there.
1: You put your favorites.
0: Well, no, I don't know about my favorites, but I put the ones that I felt were the so right ones.
1: do you have have the aliens singing on it? Yes. And do you have the aborigines chanting? yes. So you have um, it's mostly instrumental with those few exceptions, right? Yes. So it's a quite original um, piece of work. Um,
0: piece well, of it art. was all for the Martians Are Here podcast, mm-hmm. which had a very definite theme to it all, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a lot of work, a lot of work. And uh, anyway, so we, I put it out on CD, baby. Stefan and I put it out on Mm cdbaby.com so people can get it there. You can go to cdbaby.com slash cd slash Rick Moyer 3. Or you just go to cdbaby.com and type in Rick Moyer and you'll find the album. Because I have three of them up on there now. We've got uh, um, Stargazer, um, MW Orbit, and now The Martians Are Here. Now The Martians Are here soundtrack cost a little more than the other ones, but you get 42 songs. and Mm -hmm. And then we had a snafu when we put it over to iTunes. For some reason, they marked it to $40. Well, it's not $40, so nobody well, panic.
1: I I think from my reasoning here is whenever you've put other items on um, iTunes... They will take the number of tracks that you yes, have, and they average out, the, and and it's usually about a dollar a track, and then they'll take a couple dollars off for buying the whole album. Exactly. And you have forty two tracks. Yeah,
0: but I did label it so. soundtrack, but they should have known that. But anyway, we're trying to get them to lower the price at iTunes, but you can still get it on CDbaby.com, dot com, or you can get it on Amazon dot com mm-hmm. for the lesser price. Yeah. So I think it's sixteen ninety nine on the on the. uh cdbaby.com and then it's like 1768 or something on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I have no idea why. I don't I don't control the price. Only on CD Baby do I control the price of what we get. Mm-hmm. And of course CD Baby takes a cut of that and then we get the we get the rest of the money.
1: Yeah, well that's how it is on all of them though, right? To right. Some degree, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes, yeah. that's exactly how it works. So anyway, get the soundtrack if you like that kind of stuff and we would we would love it if you would do that. That would be great. Helps the Moyer family. Yay. Yay. So anyway, we we had uh, quite a week. We got to go down to Oregon to George Fox University and watch our son Nathan graduate with his bachelor's degree.
1: And uh, um, one famous fact about George Fox is that we've had a U.S. president graduate from that university.
0: Wow, that's exciting.
1: I know. I'm a little history geek, so I have to say those things. Well, it wasn't the most famous, well, maybe infamous. um, It was Herbert Hoover and he was a quaker president probably the only quaker president um and he wasn't very popular cuz it was it was during the depression and so he wasn't the most popular president but we do have hoover dam yeah that you and I saw on our 20th wedding anniversary yeah when we
0: went to las vegas
1: and we we actually on our anniversary our real day we were on a
0: tour bus we
1: were on a we were on a bus for about 12 hours that day we um Took a bus to from Las Vegas to mm-hmm. the Grand Canyon yeah. and stopped at the Hoover Dam. Went over pictures. the Hoover Dam and mm-hmm.
0: drove over it.
1: And that's just so weird to to have a dam so big that you can drive, you know, two lanes of traffic. It was at least two lanes of traffic over it. It was yeah. pretty amazing. Pretty, um, you know, it was, I think, one of the things that um, President Hoover did to try to... Um, Build up the economy, giving jobs to people, um, doing projects, road projects, and different
2: things like that.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, anyway, um, we went down and we saw Nathan graduate. Mm-hmm. I, I, the only thing that really redeemed the whole thing was that they had Wi-Fi in the gym. <laughs> so, I got to play Words with Friends on my iPod and check my email. Yeah. And, Take pictures and post to Facebook. It was boring, not to well, see my son graduate. You know, but the,
1: it, it was just a typical graduation. You yeah. were, you know, stuffed in an overly warm gym. Yeah, you know, up on uncomfortable. We were the bleachers. nosebleed section. Yeah,
0: and I got a few pictures of him though. That was good.
1: Yeah. So, um.
3: But
0: the great time we had is my mom and dad met us there, mm-hmm. and my uh, our, our nice. niece. And we He's got to kinda. go out for dinner afterwards. And we got to, we really enjoyed, we had um, uh, Nathan's wife food. with us mm-hmm. to drive down with. And she's always really fun to hang out with. And he married a, a great lady, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. We really love she's her. She's a real sweetheart. She is. And I i just, I'm so glad she's part of the family. So we had a great time just traveling and talking and and uh, hung out with uh, Nathan. We went to Thai food mm-hmm. for dinner. That was fun. I, I'm not really a Thai food person but i liked it
1: it was fantastic i think i could have thai food every day yeah it was really yummy you would
0: get all tied up (laughs) (laughs) But anyway it was a good dinner and then we hung out and then we drove we then we went and packed his stuff up
1: which took a while yeah
0: (laughs) and then we drove all the way home three and a half hours yeah, and got home with all of his stuff, and got to and bed his,
1: about one in the morning. Yeah, his yeah. wife
0: is going to graduate here pretty soon as well, mm-hmm. and then, and then they start their life together looking for a job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody knows any video editing production type of things, directors, any kind of thing like that, mm-hmm. that uh, what might be an assistant director, whatever. If you know of any jobs available. Especially
1: come fall because this summer he does have a job doing special effects on a movie. Yeah. That um was made at George Fox. It's a feature film. Yeah. And so he does have that for the summer, but But he's looking for he's something permanent come come fall. That, so you know, put away a little money Not and that then
0: not that a lot of directors to, and producers listen to our podcast, but if you do
1: if you do and you hear of um he's a really fast, really good editor, so yeah. if someone has like a um, editing position, yeah, something like that,
0: or whatever. I mean, he does all sorts of he he does films. he's graphic films, graphics, does and, camera, yeah. He
1: does. I mean, that was what he knows.
0: I mean, he went to school for cinema. What he got, he graduated, what was that called
1: media communication? What was
0: the thing that he graduated with a three point something over a 3.5 or something? Yeah, he had the gold cord around his neck, so we were Two very proud of him. Cords. Yeah, we were pretty yeah. excited. Yeah, so anyway, so he- hire our son.
1: I think out of all the graduates in his department, there's only two that um, graduated dis- with distinction, and is cool. one of them.
0: That's awesome. Well, look at it, if you have a job for him, or you know something, or you have a lead, email me Rick at takehimwithyou.com. That's Rick at you dot com. All right, so you have to tell this hilarious. My wife tells this hilarious oh, story. How, I many felt so listened, bad. how many of you listen? How many of you listen to Wayne Henderson's Fringe? Fringe Casting Podcast, because I hear it's a really good podcast, and I have a lot of friends that listen to it. We promote it here on the mm-hmm. on the site. In and, fact... And
1: I was the
0: other day... Wait, wait, wait. Let's okay. play the promo, and then okay. we'll be right back after the promo, and then you can tell the story that okay. happened to you.
4: Come close. I've got a quick question for you. Have you ever felt like you're out on the edge? Let's maybe call it The Fringe. I happen to know someone who's fluent in gobbledygook. Well... I might be that guy. I'm Wayne Henderson.
3: And I'm Dan, Metal Dan on Twitter.
4: And together, we are the Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan podcast, devoted to the TV show Fringe. Check out Fringe Casting at MediaVoiceOvers.com slash Fringe. Also in iTunes, the Zoom Marketplace, etc. Then call us with your Fringe thoughts and theories on our listener line at area code two zero six. 984-1446. 984-1446.
2: Thank you for your attention and have a nice day.
0: Okay, so something happened while you were listening to the Wayne, Wayne Henderson's Fringe Casting Podcast.
1: Well, the other day I um, was mowing a, a big, big lawn. It takes two and a half, three hours to mow with a push mower for a neighbor who's on vacation and it was a rainy cold day so I had gloves on and like I th- it was
0: a rainy cold day. I
1: thought, you know, while I'm while I'm mowing here, I have my my iPod and I'll catch up on some podcasts. So I have watched Fringe for several years. I don't know how many years it's been on. Um and I thought, well I've friends with Wayne on Facebook. Rick's good friends with him. I will listen to Wayne Henderson's podcasts on fringe and Rick had put a few on my iPod. So I thought this will be a good, good thing to listen to. So I put it in and I listened to it for about a half an hour and I thought, Oh my, what is going on here? Um, Wayne is a professional voiceover guy. Uh, You know, he has his home studio and, And I assumed, like my husband, who's very particular about the audio sounding just right, that Wayne would be like that too. And the first half hour I listened to it, I heard this, like, (coughs) this staticky. Just gravelly sound, and I'm going, what in the world? I I now, this just, is
0: not normal for Wayne.
1: I I just Wayne would not... has a,
0: has a wonderful audio on his podcast.
1: Uh, okay, and that's what I assumed it would sound like. And then, um, for some reason, I had to turn off the lawnmower for a minute, and um, I readjusted my my um iPod stuff, my ear earphones. And I pulled it out of my ear and noticed that I had put the earphone in the earbud in backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and so instead of the soft, um, squishy part of my,
0: you didn't my, notice that.
1: I didn't notice that. Well, I put it in you with have some my glove. tough ears, lady. I put it in with my glove, and and the way the um, earphones I had, it was actually a smaller part. The back was smaller because it was um <coughs> one of those cost ones that are nice. The nice headphones, and, yes. So anyway, I you had it in backwards. backwards. And then so when I got it out and I noticed that and I actually put the the earbud in the correct way. All
0: I'm doing is shaking my head.
1: <laughs> I am technically challenged. So anyway, Wayne, you sounded great the rest of the time. There was no um fuzziness. it was it was fine. The only regret I had is that I wanted to listen to several of your podcasts. So I went way back and and um, I should have listened to your most current one. So before I mow the next lawn, I'll have Rick put your most current one on because um that way I can remember what was just what I just watched this last week. So, yeah. Which fringe is is an interesting show? You if, like
0: it more than I do, which, which is, is really, really weird,
1: strange. Because sometimes it can be kind of gory, like, yeah, and I have to cover my eyes because I don't do like blood and guts kind of stuff. So I may have to like cover my eyes through part of it. But it has like an interesting sci-fi. Um, I don't know. It's kind of a show that you have to think about. And I kind of enjoy that sometimes.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, so there you go, Wayne. I hope you enjoyed that story. My wife somehow put earphones in backwards. I think that would have hurt.
1: The moral to the story: Don't is put take, your earphones yeah, in backwards. Take your gloves off before you put. Because I couldn't feel what it felt like. I your ears didn't feel the, f- the hard
0: plastic stuck in your ears.
1: No, because it was the smaller side. Whatever. So anyway, it's hilarious. If you put ear earphones in with um, the little earbuds in with that's gloves, so <laughs> you should take your gloves off first because Jeez. you can't feel what you're doing.
0: I'm absolutely. That's. So funny.
1: And it just shows you how technically challenged I am.
0: Nah, but you're you're way more techie than you used to be.
1: I'm so glad though that, that Wayne, you have a very high quality podcast. Because at least you could
0: hear it even in backwards. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> even with a little bit of static because so they were in wrong.
0: Everybody listened to fringe casting with Wayne and Dan. Good. Wayne and Dan. Dan, I fringe can, casting. I can, Wayne and tell, and Dan.
1: I can tell that Wayne has to kind of um corral Dan once in a while. Oh,
0: do you think Dan goes off too much? No, I... Or oh, does he have to restrain Dan? Wayne, do to, you restrain Dan? I think Dan? he
1: has to restrain Dan sometimes. I You
0: ought to listen to their podcast.
1: I was listening to a few... I, I have a feeling that um, Wayne, you're a little bit more conservative than Dan is. <laughs> really? You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm.
0: so. Everybody listen to Wayne and Dan's fringe casting podcast yeah, You can find it on iTunes, or you can go to their website. Just go to Google and type in Fringe Casting with Wayne and Dan, and you'll find it. Yeah, that's good. They're really cool. Especially Wayne is really cool. Well, Wayne is know, my friend. I talk to him on mm-hmm. Twitter all the time, and we, he's just a really cool friend.
1: Well, you know, I'm not sure what you have on your notes, but you had something, a couple big things this Oh, my week. gosh.
0: What? What?
1: Um, One thing is you put on um, CD Baby and iTunes and... Um. Did we already talk about your album yeah, Coming, but out? you can
0: say it again if you want. I'm <laughs> the, sitting here going, huh? The,
1: we already talked about it. The Martians are the here. The Martians soundtrack. are here. Is out, and that and possibly, possibly. Next, week next week on our when we record our podcast, mm-hmm. you will have a new toy that I will probably borrow to record our podcast. It's with.
0: true. I got everything but ten dollars of my iPad fund already. I thought it was going to take a lot longer, and it didn't. It was like a couple of weeks.
3: Mm.
1: So, so okay. So I'm... on on this podcast, mm-hmm. I will say
0: okay. That here we go. For
1: our anniversary, yeah, I will make up the last ten dollars.
0: You will give me the last ten dollars for my iPad. Of
1: course, it'll have to come from our joint checking, our savings account, so... Well, there you go. Thank <laughs> there you. you go. Thank you,
0: Amy and myself.
1: <laughs> my generosity to you, $10, and that that $10 will mean that I'll I'll own like 1% of your iPad you, or something. You know what?
0: We don't do that. You and I share all of our money and all of our possessions. There isn't really anything that's...
1: Yeah, that's true, because... We when always I, have. When I get my new stovetop, because my stovetop's broken... When I get the stovetop replaced, it will be half yours too. We'll okay. we'll share it since you cook. Probably about won't let me cook on time. it
0: anymore since I break our okay. stove every couple of years.
1: Yeah, you do have a problem breaking. I'll stoves. look for the stove
0: top on that. It's only three hundred bucks. Yeah, only. Yeah.
1: You know, it's so funny. Less than an iPad. It's so funny because some people probably can buy a stove for less than $300.
0: Not the fancy one we have. We bought it on Closeout, though.
1: We did buy it on Closeout, but we have like a breakfast bar, so we needed this slide-in one. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're more expensive, but we found one on Closeout for mm-hmm. about half price. Yeah,
0: it's really good.
1: And it has a convection oven, mm-hmm. so I don't really want to get rid of the stove. I want to repair it, but I can't believe it's $300 so the question for is, a piece of glass. If
0: I order crazy? the piece of glass, yeah. are you going to let me install it or are we going have to have somebody else install it? Because What if I break the new one?
1: Yeah, I'd be a little nervous about that. Maybe
0: we can call that appliance guy that fixed our dishwasher and maybe he would come and put it in.
1: Yeah, I don't know though. It might be guaranteed our, then. Yeah, I'm not we have sure. to ask how much it costs. Yeah. Um Andrew might be able to do it.
0: Uh sure.
1: Maybe. Okay.
0: I just think it shouldn't be any relatives, so just in case it breaks, you're not <laughs> mad at us for months.
1: Well, I will um put a little note next Never to Never
0: chop chicken on a glass. Stovetop.
1: Even though you had a cutting board That final whack you did to You can cut, watch
0: it on YouTube You can yes. see me break it It yeah. flashes like electricity mm-hmm. goes
1: And it's like all because there were crumbs On the kitchen island that you didn't want to <sighs> wipe off
0: No I'll tell you why it was You really want to know why I cut it up on the stove? Because you hassle me all the time When I do YouTube videos If the kitchen isn't super clean You don't want me taking pictures anywhere except for the clean part. And therefore, therefore, I did it on the stove because that was clean. This is why.
1: Okay, but there is another option. What? The option is you can clean the kitchen before you make a video in there. I'm
0: impatient. Sorry.
1: Yeah, and that cost us a stove.
0: $300. Yes. Only two of the burners broke, though.
1: Yes, we've been using the stove. It, It looks very... Um, like you said, very hillbilly-ish because it cracked on one side and we didn't want anything to get down and, and ruin the electrical part. So my son, who's very innovative in a redneck kind of way, took a... um. A Cookie sheet and turned it upside down and put duct tape around it so that we would not get, get any liquid, any liquid, into, liquid the, into the electronics. <laughs>
0: because if you're like me and you when you're cooking, I for some reason so if spill something things,
1: boiled over or spilled, or yeah, so yeah, it's a very tacky stove right now, but it has been functional somewhat.
0: All right, I'll work on it, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll do, I'll tell you what, I'll do the next thing that I raise money for. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be a, a device. It'll be your stovetop. How's that sound?
1: Yes, or, or just start saving. $10 Anybody $10 out there have a, a glass
0: cooktop cooktop stove, and you want to send us your your uh, your? Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't fit. We don't know. You would have well, to find out what yeah, model. Yeah, we
1: have a certain model. It, anyway, it has technically five burners never on it, so it's not a normal one. Yeah, except for we never use the fifth one.
0: Never use the fifth burner. Well, well, we did it Thanksgiving one time.
1: Yeah, it's like a little warming plate yeah. in the back.
0: Can we not talk about the stove I okay. broke? Okay.
1: Yes, let's not talk Jeez. about the stove you broke.
0: Okay, let's talk about one last thing before we get into our main subject today. Okay. And that is Mother's Day.
1: Woohoo! Yeah. It's Mother's
0: Day. Today's Mother's Day.
1: What are we doing? <sighs>
0: Well, I think we're going to go and visit my mom, mm-hmm. and hopefully, I can get my sister and my brother to come and and have lunch with her. But I don't know; we'll see. They live a long ways away; they're three hours away. So, it's—I uh, yeah. mean, that's not a long ways away, but it's it's longer. And with gas prices the way they are, we're going to try to figure out how to visit mom. Do How's you, that sound? Do
1: you know some of my plants?
0: Well, I I have a feeling that they include flowers. No. Okay.
1: My plans for my mom is I'm going to go spend Thursday night with her, which you've already happened by the time this is aired.
0: Okay, you got to remember when we say it's Mother's Day, it's really a few days away from yeah, Mother's Day. Yeah,
1: because we're recording early. This
0: comes out on Saturday or Sunday, and yeah. and we record but, a few days early. So, but
1: the Thursday before Mother's Day, mm-hmm. I'm spending the night at my mom's and making her breakfast.
0: Take the you're next in the time morning. machine right now. Yes. <laughs> The You're mysteries
1: the of podcasting. Yep. So I'm going to make her breakfast, and one of my cousins is coming over. Yeah, why, why? are you doing like scary music? For I only did, well, me that's cooking for, you know,
0: that was that was you traveling back in time.
1: Oh, okay. And um, then on Saturday, my college graduate um, son, who just came back to the area. Uh-huh. Um, is taking me out to Thai food for lunch. And, and then to the movie? And to the movie Thor. <laughs> if it's out here.
0: That was Jaws.
1: Yeah. If not, we might just go out for Thai food. Because what movie are you going to see? I think he's going to take me to Thor. Thor? Yeah. Oh. <laughs>
0: Okay, not I, that I have anything. I against I have a Thor. sci-fi
1: geeky family, and I'm Scandinavian, so I thought it would be which interesting is weird to me because to hear the mythos okay, of well, my family. Okay, so this my my
2: my ancient, doesn't make any
0: sense. Why, why? I, I don't have any interest in seeing Thor? <laughs> okay, and here you want to go see some guy with his shirt off that carries a big hammer? I don't get it.
1: <sighs> That's not why I want to see it.
0: All right. You used to be way more religious than this. I did. And you were like, Thor is bad.
1: Well, you know, I'm Back not... Back in the old days. I'm not going to go... kids couldn't talk
0: about Thor.
1: I'm not going to go worship Thor or anything. I hope not. But, I mean, I... What would I, I, I enjoy... do if you worship
0: Thor? I'd be in trouble.
1: Well, I i don't believe... I don't do... Hello, dear. What are we
0: doing today? Thor...
1: I don't do, um, like... What do
0: you want to watch tonight? Thor? I
1: don't worship Roman gods, but we watch Clash of the Titans.
0: You probably even count. One, two, three, Thor!
1: (laughs) Well, it's interesting because my mom's maiden name is actually Thor, Thorsvik. It's, it's (sighs) pronounced, we pronounce it Thorsvik, but it's the way they spell it. It's, anyway.
0: So it was the cough drops that Thor took?
1: No, Thor's Vic. Vic actually meant an inlet or a fjord, a small inlet. Like so it, a fjord.
0: Was, it was Thor's small inlet.
1: Well, not small inlet. An inlet is a small fjord.
0: <sighs>
1: so, okay.
0: I don't get it.
1: It's, you know, waterways It can't come into like a little harbor. All right. So that was what my I mom's just th- find main it funny yet. that
0: you like Thor. That's weird. I
1: don't like Thor at well, all. Well, you want to go see it? I just thought it would be interesting because I watched Clash of the Titans. All right, so I just
0: I just want to throw out there in front like of all of our listeners, and in front of everyone. And- You're listening right now. When Wonder Woman comes out, the new Wonder Woman, <laughs> and I want to go see it. Don't hassle me. Don't even <laughs> uh, say a word.
1: I'll go watch it with you, and then if there's any. Any um, scenes with her shirt off, I'll definitely cover your <laughs> eyes.
0: <laughs> so, what's up? Okay, so you can see Thor with his shirt off. I, can but cover I can't cover
1: my eyes.
0: I can't. I'm just not going to go there because <laughs> it could get bad really quick. Okay. Just thinking it's funny that you like Thor, that's all.
1: I don't like Thor. I just think it. So, this is your
0: Mother's Day plans to go I... out and watch Thor. <laughs>
1: Can we just start this podcast over? No, no, no.
0: I think it's hilarious. Okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah. Okay. So that's that's our that's what's going on around our house, and uh, we we better get to our subject before you okay. get in a whole lot of trouble.
1: I think I'm already in a lot of trouble. Anyone with a religious background has just tuned out and and have rejected me because I want to go see uh, Thor. That's with okay because this podcast is
0: not for them, is it? I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, they could like it, I guess. But anyway, yeah. Okay, we'll be right back after this.
4: Have you ever wanted to share something with someone just because?
2: Well, we do a lot. So we started a podcast about, well, whatever we want. My name is Joyce.
4: And I'm her lovely husband, Al. Uh, Well, you know what I mean. And we're the hosts of the Disneyland podcast, Tales from the Mouse House.
2: And the Amazing Race podcast, Fast Forward.
4: And I'm one of the co-hosts of the MASH 4077 podcast. And you'd think with all of these podcasts, we'd run out of things to share. But then you'd be wrong. In our new show, Just Because, we're going to share all the things that, well, just don't fit into any of our other podcasts.
2: Yep. Like videos of our puppy Kate as she plays with the water bottle. Mm-hmm. Maybe some episodes chatting about one of our favorite TV shows.
4: Like Lost?
2: Uh-huh. Or maybe an audio play Al has written.
4: And we'll even have episodes contributed by others who have something to share but just don't want to start their own podcast. You never know what you'll find on this show. Why?
2: Just because. Visit us at because.podbean.com and
4: in iTunes. <sighs>
0: Well, a, a few weeks back, we did an episode of Spiritual Boot Camp about baptism. Mm-hmm. And it was really a, quite a fascinating um, subject because, you know, we kind of got to explain what we thought the Bible says about it. And we shared different uh, comments and stuff from Facebook and Twitter. And we got a couple of—well, uh, we got one audio comment, and then we had a really cool email from our friend Jen. Our comment— We had asked on the podcast if Richard Pete, our friend from Crystal Lake uh, by Chicago, if he would talk a little bit about why the Episcopalians baptized babies Mm -hmm. and what his thoughts on baptism were. Mm -hmm. And he actually wrote a little article and recorded it for us. So it's um, it's about seven or eight minutes long. So um, sit back and enjoy the comment. We're going to let Richard take it away. We'll be back after that to read a comment by Jen. And then we'll jump into our subject for today, which is all about how does a person grow in their faith? So here's Richard right now with his comments on baptism.
3: Hi, Rick. This is Rick Pete. Hey, I listened to your recent podcast about baptism, and I really enjoyed how you and Amy explained the origins of baptism and how you drill down to the essentials of its importance. So I figured, since you mentioned Episcopalians several times, and the fact that I'm an Episcopalian, I thought I would share with you and your listeners how we view Holy Baptism. Holy Baptism was instituted by Jesus after his resurrection, when he appeared to his disciples and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. That's in Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20. He went on to say, He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he, does not, he who does not believe will be condemned. That's in Mark 16, chapter chapter 16, verse 16. Another important scripture verse that addresses baptism is in John chapter 3, verse 5, where Jesus says to Nicodemus, Truly I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. All of these actions by Jesus are why we see holy baptism as a sacrament within the Church, just like the Eucharist or Holy Communion is a sacrament. In fact, baptism and the Eucharist are the two major sacraments in the Episcopal Church. There are five other sacraments, but these two are the most important, as they demonstrate something that Jesus did and that we are continuing to do um, in our recognition of Him as our Savior. Now as Episcopalians, and I think in most of the mainline um, Christian religions, we believe that you're only baptized once as a Christian. It doesn't matter which faith tradition baptized you, but that once you are a part of the body of Christ, there's no further need to redo that membership. So for those who may have been baptized as a Lutheran or a Methodist, who wish to formally join the Episcopal Church, you know, from some other tradition, we receive them into the church. We do not baptize them into the church, since they're already part of the body of Christ. Now, we baptize people of all ages when they request it. It's true, that it is our tradition to baptize babies into the body of Christ. And that usually happens within the first, you know, three or four months of their birth, and in most cases, but not necessarily all cases. Now, we do this so that they can share in the new covenant, in membership in the body of Christ, and receive redemption by God, kind of following the whole original sin concept that I know Rick has spoken about in earlier podcasts. During the service, during the baptismal service, promises are made on their behalf by their parents and sponsors, who we call godparents, who guarantee that the infant will be brought up within the church to know Christ and to be be taught to follow him. Godparents are pretty important in our parish, uh, in our tradition, because they work with the parents to raise up the children in the faith. Then later, like you stated in your podcast, when youth are old enough to make their own faith affirmation, there's a separate process we call confirmation, where they profess their belief in Jesus Christ as their Savior in front of the church, and usually a bishop of our of our church is present. So this is really their affirmation of their faith and and decision to follow Christ. During a baptism the person is the person being baptized states their faith if they're old enough to do so and acceptance of Jesus Christ as lord and savior they renounce evil and the devil and they commit themselves to following God's will in the case of infants of course the parents do this on their behalf then using water the person is either immersed or sprinkled three times immersed three times or sprinkled three times baptizing them in the name of the father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as Jesus instructed us to do in that verse from Matthew. Then the person is anointed with holy oil, marking them as God's child forever. And then as a community, we pray for the newly baptized people. It's a very powerful service, and the community witnessing baptism is encouraged to recommit themselves because it reminds us all of our responsibilities as Christians in this world. I wanted to end by just sharing with you a part of the prayers that we say during the service towards the beginning. I think they're pretty cool, and they explain why water is such an important symbol in Christianity as a whole. It goes like this. We thank you, Almighty God, for the gift of water. Over it, the Holy Spirit moved in the beginning of creation. Through it, you led the children of Israel out of their bondage in Egypt into the land of promise. In it, your Son Jesus received the baptism of John and was anointed by the Holy Spirit as the Messiah, the Christ, to lead us, through his death and resurrection, from the bondage of sin into everlasting life. We thank you, Father, for the water of baptism. In it we are buried with Christ in his death. By it we share in his resurrection. Through it we are reborn by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, in joyful obedience to your Son, we bring into his fellowship those who come to him in faith, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Now sanctify this water, we pray you, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that those who here are cleansed from sin and born again may continue forever in the risen life of Jesus Christ our Savior. Anyway, I hope this wasn't too wordy. Um, I was trying to figure out the best way to sort of explain, you know, how Episcopalians sort of view baptism. Um, It doesn't at all, I think, contradict anything that you said in your podcast, um, but it does sort of present it in the way that we as Episcopalians um, perceive this very important sacrament in the church. So hopefully it provides a little clarity around how the more mainline Christian denominations view holy baptism. And I want to thank you again for allowing me to share this.
0: Thank you so much, Richard. Wasn't that cool?
1: Yeah, it was very interesting. I um, really,
0: really thought the prayer that they read is just awesome.
1: Yeah, I like I like that um, uh, explanation of, of the water. And mm-hmm. that was really cool.
0: Rick, you are just awesome, and we sure appreciate your input on the podcast because I think it's really good because we have come from such a different background when it comes to like, church stuff that it's, it's great to hear another perspective on it, and I, I, it cleared up for me a lot of cool things. Now, you had one thing that you really thought stood out in that. What was that name that you, you were like? Well, that's pretty fascinating.
1: Well, I—oh, the thing um, when I was baptized in the Baptist church— they only dunked me one time and I I thought that was interesting that at the episcopal episcopal church you get water on you three times either by immersion or or by sprinkling. I had never heard of that before. Well, there you go. So that was something I I learned and my mom was was I assume christened in the Lutheran church cuz I know she went through confirmation classes. Mm-hmm. I think the Lutheran has some similarities to episcopalian. Um so anyway, um she she went through the confirmation classes as a teenager. Yeah. And um and I think you were you were christened in the Lutheran church too. So you, you but you didn't really go there as a kid. Did you go there ever?
0: <coughs> I I don't, I, don't what remember. I don't remember. I <laughs> was just remember. a little
1: kid. But anyway, um, your mom was Lutheran too for a while. So, um. So anyway, it's it's interesting the different backgrounds and in learning about them, and um, it's it's just good things to know. Yeah.
0: yeah. I um. We got a really cool email from our friend Jen from the Anomaly podcast, mm-hmm. and. She's such a great great lady and and we enjoy hearing her perspective on things as well and she she uh talked a little bit about um about being baptized and uh she she sent this and I asked if I could share it she said yes. She says I was baptized in the San Marcos River on Easter Sunday in 2000. Mm-hmm. A few people from church were there, but there were a lot more who were not congregation members that were standing on the banks. And they were just people who were enjoying the park, barbecuing and tubing the river and doing all that. And I remember them clapping when I came back up. I wore a white robe and a pink, uh, how do you say that, Gerbera daisy?
1: Is it Gerber daisy?
0: I don't know. I don't know what kind of daisy that is, Jen. Okay. Well, anyway, she wore a pink daisy in her hair <laughs> that I, that she says that I picked from my garden. When I came up out of the water, I took it out of my hair and let it float away It was just a little thing between me and God, sort of my thank you to Him for taking care of me. And she says, I keep my certificate of baptism and a photo of me in the river in my Bible because I think it's special. It really is like a wedding ceremony, and the certificate is like my wedding certificate. And then she said, I really love the song you played, Down to the River to Pray. She said, I sang it in the choir at the First Baptist Church for a few years, and uh, we had planned to sing that song, um, but never got around to it. So... She thought that she guessed a great job, Amy and Rick. Love Jen. Isn't that, that nice? Was,
1: yeah, that was really nice. So we have a couple different um examples of baptism there. Yeah. I think Jen got baptized in a similar way. So if I was in a in a church baptismal, um, but I remember as a kid quite a few Easter Sundays going down to the river and sometimes they would, if the weather was decent enough, they would baptize in the river, the Willapa River in
0: Washington. Yeah. 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 Coolness. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody, for your comments. If you ever have an audio comment that you want to send in and talk about whatever you want to talk about within reason, you can uh, email us, Rick at takehimwithyou.com or Amy at takehimwithyou.com. We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your voice, your shining, happy voice on the podcast. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. So if you ever, if you like the, the, the series we're doing or if you want to comment on something, you're more than welcome. We love, Audio comments, and we like emails too. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to send us an email, we'll play that or play it. We'll we'll uh, speak it as well.
1: Talking about comments, yeah. Um, if we segue into this week's um, subject, what I is have this comments week's subject on faith? Yeah. Are on Facebook.
0: You have comments on faith?
1: Well, on Facebook.
0: <laughs> That's what we usually talk <laughs> yeah. about.
1: It, was, it is actually on faith, though. It, your question was, what do you do to grow in your faith?
0: Okay, we'll cover that right after this. Stay tuned for our, our main subject on Taking With You. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, our subject today is all about how do you how does a person grow in their faith? Because obviously, there's lots of things to learn when you when you decide to believe in God. How do you grow in your faith? There's all sorts of different theories out there and different uh, uh, formulas of growing in your faith. But how do we how do we know what the Bible says about it? And how do Amy and I believe you grow in your faith? This ought to be interesting. Yeah. Wow, I see you're really (laughs) interested. I
1: didn't know that I was looking at the comments on my my, um, Facebook.
0: Well, we did ask a a bunch of people what they thought. (laughs) How do you grow in your faith? So how do they Mm -hmm. personally grow in their faith? And we got several different answers. Um, What kind of things did people say on Facebook?
1: Um, Jamie said, I noticed that teaching my children helps me grow in my faith. I also try to listen to daily Bible readings on my iPod and like your podcast because it makes me think about and exposes me to new views. I have taken Bible class at church, but right now it doesn't work with my children's schedules. Maybe next year when my youngest is in school all day, I will be able to take a class again. So she's, she had quite a, a wide range. Um a wide variety of of ways that she finds helps her spiritually cool, and Brian says the usual things reading books that challenge me theologically, scripture study, worship, prayer, and asking always in every situation, what does love require? Okay, that's interesting, that's good, yeah. Richard, who we just heard from. Um says, staying connected with other believers in study groups, taking time to reflect and pray, <clears throat> reading the Bible, and trying to live my life, or my faith in real life. Good. Jade's wanting to help me. She's chewing on my
0: t-shirt sleeve right now. Hello, Jade. Hi, Jade. Jade, our dog. Come here, dog. How are you, huh? You're such a nice doggy. Yes, you are. <laughs> What a good
1: dog. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we had her shut out of this room, but she's learned how to open the door.
0: Yes, she has. <laughs> you are very smart, dog. Yeah. Thank you for licking my finger.
1: hmm Um. Sue says, "Read, study, discuss the scripture, and um, the scriptures, and pray. All of which I should do more because you can never do those things enough." That's good too. Yeah. Um, Megan says, trials definitely help with mine, but I don't intentionally set those up.
0: <laughs> Is that all she said? Yeah. Well, I that's an interesting... We'll have to talk about that because I think that might be more of a way that we learn than sometimes other ways. Well, I... Or grow.
1: Grow. Yeah.
0: Because there's a difference between growing and knowing.
1: hmm Well, I remember one time... Um, a relative was trying to encourage me when we were going through a hard time, and saying, "Well, you got to remember, it's in the valleys that you grow, um, where the growth happens." You know, sometimes we have a mountaintop experience, and things are going great, and everything feel like you're on top of the world. Yeah, and um, but it does seem like it's in those valleys where you're feeling discouraged that you look up and and tend to ask god for help more and not that we really ask for the valley experiences on purpose and no
0: thank you i
1: i did um <clears throat> come up with the idea though that sometimes those valley experiences aren't that much fun and growing up on a farm in a valley i i happen to know why those valleys are so fertile
0: why are the valleys so fertile amy
1: I don't know if I can say it on our podcast, but what? I, I think it has something to do with all the animals living in the valleys and going to the bathroom in the valleys. Poop. <laughs> the poop. Po-
0: poop is why the valleys poop. are so fertile. So that means when we go through a bunch of crap
1: yeah. <laughs> that we grow? I guess. That's interesting. That's
0: an interesting fertilizing uh,
1: Yeah. Anyway, we comment. should go on. Fake. Interesting.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: um. Daniel says, I let um, challenge and hardship build me up. The more I struggle and stay strong, the stronger grows my faith. Though many of challenges are self-induced, like college fitness training, a car wreck, but I find um, I'm always stronger on the other side.
0: That's the truth.
1: And John says, The best thing I have done to grow my faith lately is your podcast. Your and Amy's attitude and discussions have been great for my spiritual outlook lately. Oh, that was nice. That was really nice.
0: Thank you. You know, all we do is just talk about what we believe. Mm -hmm. And that's that's a good thing. Yeah. So there's all these different theories then on how you grow in your faith. And uh, you kind of had an acronym that you wanted to share today. And talk about, but before we get into your acronym, okay, dear, mm-hmm. um, there really there's kind of a standard answer that goes through churches when you go to a church, mm-hmm. and people say, "Well, to grow, you've got to." What is the standard answer? Remember,
1: probably go to church a lot.
0: <laughs> well, that well, that's one of them. Read the
1: Bible and pray and uh, fellowship.
0: Okay, there you go. So th- those are basically what we've all been programmed that that's how we grow in our faith. Mm-hmm. But, why is it then that we have so many people that are so immature in their faith that go to church and read their Bible and pray? Hmm. I'm curious what do you think maybe maybe just in fact, that going to church, reading your Bible, and praying don't necessarily constitute growing in your faith,
1: yeah, and you know i th- i maybe think, it helps you I think it's hard. To, like, measure, like...
0: or And fellowship.
1: Yeah, I think it's hard to measure, like, if you're maturing in your walk with Christ. But I think one thing that I would maybe measure it by, you know, just for a self-examination, is, like, are you becoming more like Christ?
0: Well, that definitely would be more biblical.
1: Because... To be a disciple is really to be a disciple of Christ, and that means to become more Christ-like. You know, if what you're does dis- the word disciple mean? Well, you know, like if you're a disciplined learner. Okay. Um, so if you're following- is there What's the difference
0: between just being a learner and a disciplined learner?
1: Well, I think the discipline part is that we're trying to not just get head knowledge, but we're trying to have our whole life... Um, become more like be, become well, I mean, more like Christ.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, let's 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 peel it off a little. Let's get really practical for a moment. Mm-hmm. If someone wants to grow as a human being, mm-hmm. physically, what does a person do if they want to grow as a human being? I mean, if you're a little kid, what do we have to do in order for the the child to grow?
1: Have adequate food and water. Shelter Shelter, nutrition love, Good air Love Exercise
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so why can't we then flip that over and look at if someone wants to grow spiritually
2: mm-hmm.
0: In their faith, shouldn't that apply in a similar situation? They would need food mm-hmm. So what would the food be that, well, that somebody, if they were going to grow spiritually, food would be what it would be? Maybe some scriptures, mm-hmm. maybe some some maybe books written devo- by people that yeah. know God.
1: Devotional books and mm-hmm. um podcasts that are songs, music, right. Christian so radio. So there's there's or...
0: a there's a way then to to grow in your faith by having food, mm-hmm. and we're not talking about physical food.
1: Talking about spiritual food, things mm-hmm. that would um. And and I think sometimes spiritual food can be more than just um just reading something or listening to, to something too. I think sometimes we can learn by other people's examples too. Sure. Is as, as we see them live out their Christian life and and see them become more like Jesus and see their example. Sure. Um so yeah, that could I think could be spiritual food too.
0: Yeah, okay, and then of course there'd be like water, and water, mm-hmm. uh, physical water, is something that everybody needs to have in order to grow. If Without mm-hmm. water, we'd dry up and die. Mm-hmm. So what would water be in the spiritual aspect?
1: That's a good question.
0: Well, to me, I, I know what I think it okay. is. Okay, why don't you Can't, tell us? <laughs> okay, <laughs> I would think that would be uh, allowing the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, and and submitting our lives to listening to that inner voice that God puts on the inside of us when we receive him. Right. I think that is I think that that's could be how we like grow.
1: like air too. Because we need good clean air and the Holy Spirit could be like that too.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So okay, so then mm-hmm. and then then you need love and you need uh you know people to be around you and help you and everything like that mm-hmm. if you're going to grow physically well, you probably need, and spiritually, you probably need people around you that um, understand what you're going through and can help you through that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And and also to re- to receive the love of God, too. Because sometimes we, because of our own hang-ups, mm-hmm. we might not let God love us or let other people love us. And so sometimes you have to acknowledge the fact that, that you were made by God and that you're not junk and that it's okay to let people love you. Okay. And let God love you.
0: All right. So what do you think? Uh, do you think that it's right when a church says that you need to be in the church every time the doors are open in order to grow in God?
1: Um, I, I don't know that that's real balance. We used to be like that. We used to live like... I mean, sometimes we'd be at church set six or seven days a week, and that's not an exaggeration at all. Um, but I don't know that that was a real balance because Jesus wasn't, you know, if Jesus is our example, yes, he did go to synagogues. Um, he was Jewish. He, you know, went and heard the scripture read. Sometimes he read it himself. You know, um, he he participated in Um, The Jewish faith, Mm -hmm. as a as a Jewish man, Um, but you see him out with the fishermen and out with the tax collectors and out in a boat, and he he lived um, life out amongst people where he could be. No, he
0: even got accused of being a, uh, a a wino. And and a, a thief of and yeah, all these and, different things because he hung out with people like that.
1: Because mm-hmm, he cared about the everyday person, whether they were
0: well, I remember
1: sanctified or 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 you know. And I what remember we when he was con-
0: when he was confronted by the religious leaders about that. Mm-hmm. He said he didn't come for the well, but he came for the sick. Mm-hmm. And and that really blew them out of the water because they were like, oh, um, you know, because Jesus' philosophy was. He hung out with people that needed him, and and he cared for the normal person. Mm-hmm. And he cares for everyone, but but in particular, he wasn't he wasn't bound by the same um, stereotypes and prejudice that the society was. Mm-hmm. And he actually would talk. He would even talk to people that weren't in the Jewish faith, and that wasn't really heard of, especially women.
1: Yeah, he would talk to women and. And people that were like enemies to the Jewish people, um, the Samaritans, um, and he would talk to them, and that was unheard of in in his day for mm-hmm. people to talk to. He but that's because to prostitutes, it, but he, he cared. to, yeah, he cared about people. Yeah.
0: So how did we relate that into the? <laughs> I'm like, huh? Well, how did we get off on that rabbit trail? You, you
1: were saying about should you live it at. at at a church,
0: oh, I see basically yes, yes.
1: um and I said well there there are people that you know we've got we've got a lot of learning in the past we we learned a lot in church situations um nowadays, there are a lot of podcasts and things that you can listen to sure. that have really good um scriptural foundations to them and they and, can
0: help you gain knowledge, but mm-hmm. we all know that just gaining knowledge doesn't necessarily mean you grow. No. I mean, you,
1: it is, a, it is well, an important part, though. I
0: think it's interesting as a country in the United States, at least. We we emphasize education, education, education. Mm-hmm. But I find it far fast, very, very fascinating that we will have a whole bunch of people graduate. Since we just had our son graduate from mm-hmm. college, we the, all these people graduate. They've all gone through these classes to get all this knowledge. Yet many of them. Didn't really grow in in knowledge. They they got all this information, but they didn't. It didn't really change their life. Now some of them it did. Mm-hmm. So in fact, we could go to church twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, and if it's not affecting how we live and how we act, it really isn't that. It's not really doing anything mm-hmm.
1: if it's not changing our hearts and our lives.
0: So a person that that maybe doesn't even hardly go to church ever, but knows God and obeys Him and listens to the Holy Spirit and and makes a difference in life and grows as a human being spiritually, that's that's maybe better than someone who's just always going to religious gatherings.
1: Well, you know, I think it depends. I know you, you get
0: all nervous when I say things like well, that. But I
1: think it depends on the person because some people that, you know, like we're talking to Richard that he goes to church quite often and, and said how meaningful that those ceremonies are to him. Yes, but you know what? That he, lives he lives it
0: all it. week. He's mm-hmm. he's a real, true, honest believer.
1: But those church services to him are good reminders of how he's supposed to be living Absolutely. 24-7. But, okay,
0: so there's somebody that that does grow. By doing that. Mm-hmm. And I think there are many people that do grow by yeah. doing that. But the key is not just to do it at church.
1: Well, I think I think one um, hazard about any church or any organization is that it can be just a social club. That you're going there to see your friends and, and you don't really think about the spiritual part of it. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and so, you know, it it just depends on the person and where their heart is. Right. And, you know, just the same with podcasts is, you know, someone can listen to a podcast just because they're friends with the person doing the podcast, but not really think about the spiritual parts of it or, you know. So it it depends on um, on the person and where their heart is.
0: Well, I found it really interesting on the comments that we got on Facebook and Twitter. Um, I thought that was there was some really interesting comments. And I'd like to comment on those before I get into your acronym. Okay. Um, the, the first thing that I would like to talk about is trials. Because I really do believe that when you go through a test or a trial, it really does show what you've learned. And it helps you to prepare for things in the future. Now, if you took a, a test at college or in high school and you study for it, you actually force that knowledge into your head. And if you're really good, you get it into your heart so that you can answer the questions on the test. Mm -hmm. In life, I think sometimes we go through rough stuff, but sometimes we complain so much about the rough stuff that we don't look around to see what we're learning in the midst of it. If we take the time to look at what we're learning in the midst of what we're going through, when we come out on the other side, we have not only learned something, but we've also grown in our faith. You can't grow in something if you're not challenged in it and mm-hmm. and it's like no pain, no gain you you can't just want you know i mean people that lift weights know that you've got to do it every day for a certain amount of time or every other day for a certain amount of time in order for your muscles to grow. Mm-hmm. you don't just just look at the weights and it happens mm-hmm. so there's something about exercising mm-hmm. that changes the way that that things work as far as our growth is concerned. And so I think it's not only is it stuff that we go through if we use that as an opportunity to learn and grow as a human being, that helps our faith grow because if we stay dedicated to God, but that's my next thing, personal dedication. Mm-hmm. Not church dedication, not your neighbor's dedication, your own personal dedication to God is very important. Mm-hmm. When you, you know, when you even if you if you don't feel like you're super religious or anything, you certainly can bow your head and you can pray. You don't even have to bow your head. You can just talk to God and and say, you know, I'm dedicating my life to you today. Today is the day I'm going to live for you. So help me throughout this day to, to notice the things that you're trying to teach me and help me grow as a human being that loves you. Mm-hmm. You say that and you're going to bound and... You're gonna have something happen. There's gonna be things that happen in your life. You will notice things if you're really aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then the last but not least, for me, I think it takes practice. I don't think that anybody grows without practice when it comes to their spiritual life. You've got to take time to really practice your faith. If you don't do it, if you don't stretch your legs in your faith, you probably aren't gonna grow in it at all. You know, I mean, when we I remember when I first started walking. It you know I had to start at five minutes and then I got up to ten minutes and then I got up to fifteen minutes and then I got up to a half hour and then I finally got up to where I was walking an hour at a time. Well, that took time to develop, but it took practice and it and I had to work things out. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens too. Is as if we want to grow spiritually, um, then I think it's really important to grow in our faith. We've gotta we've got to take the trials as they come and learn through them. I think we need to personally dedicate our lives every day to God, and then we need to practice listening to the Holy Spirit and and doing what God tells us to do um, at the time. I think being a spiritual person means looking for God in the things around us. Mm -hmm. So that's my own opinion. But you have this cool acronym that you want to share.
1: Well, I just like it because I remember hearing it for the first time probably about... 18 years ago and I just remembered it and I thought and I've taught it many times in Sunday school so it's pretty simple and I like simple things.
0: Okay, what is the word?
1: It's just one word. It's grow.
0: G R O
1: W. W. So if you write down those letters okay. uh, in a vertical line, right? And you can start with G. And G is just go to God and and we say go to God in prayer, but prayer is just... Just communicating with communicating God. Communicating with God, talking to God, and listening.
0: So that helps someone grow in their faith if they will talk with God by, well, by communicating with Him. You I, know, I agree.
1: If if you talk about faith as a relationship built on trust, uh-huh. to me that's what faith is. It's like it's a relationship built on trust. Sometimes you can't always see everything... Um, all lined out in front of you mm-hmm. so it's it's trust and there's trust involved and trusting in God, and to build that relationship requires communication. so the g is go to God in prayer, just talking to him, listening to him. The this, next, this
0: is fascinating because you can relate this to a relationship that you have with someone as well. Mm-hmm. I mean husband and wife you can you can relate this completely if you really want to grow in your relationship. This would work in any relationship, won't it? Mhm. You would you would want to go to them and communicate with them.
1: Mhm. And listen, talk and listen. And, and, and listen. listen.
0: Yes. Very
1: good. Communication is two ways. Um, the next letter is R. R. And R. R. And that's read God's love letter to you. And that's you, huh? the Bible. God's love letter to us. Mm-hmm. And that's the Bible.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: So God wrote us a love letter. He wrote us like an instructional book about how to receive his love, about how to live our lives in the best possible way.
0: Well, doesn't it It has a whole bunch of information about God in it as well.
1: Yeah. So Not just
0: how to live. But
1: but how to get to know him better, how to, to live our lives in a healthy way. So if we read his instruction book. Um what do you think it will help us.
0: What do you think people did when they didn't have the Bible?
1: Well, I I think a lot of times they shared what they what they knew about the Bible. Like sometimes people had different letters. They didn't call it the Bible, the Bible back in the day, huh? They had letters from different apostles and prophets. Churches and, and stuff. And yeah, and they would just share that. Um I mean, and when I say read the Bible, um, for a couple of years straight, I went through the whole Bible without reading it very often through a daily audio Bible program. And it's actually called Daily Audio Bible. You can get it it's on a for podcast. It's a podcast you can listen to for free. And it's it, called
0: The Daily Audio Bible mm-hmm. with Brian. What's his last name?
1: I can't remember his last name off the top of my head right now. But, well, it's um, Brian. Brian. And he. Um,
0: Headland or. How do he say his last name? I don't remember. You
1: know, I can't remember. I said. So anyway, um, I went through the entire Bible over two times listening to that every morning while I took my shower and cleaned the bathroom. And it's only about 20, 20 minutes a day. And you get through the whole Bible. And, um, you know, you can think out of the box here. There's lots of CDs that have Bible, MP3s. Um mm-hmm. You, there's lots of podcasts, and um, there's just about all kinds of, dif- of forms that you can get Scripture into you. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. If you want to build your faith, you get the Bible in front of you. You listen to the Bible. A- you read the Bible. Okay,
0: so we got that. So what about other books and stuff like that? Is it is it good for us? to grow by reading other books other than the Bible.
1: You know, I think that all learning is good. I'm we I'm kind of embarrassed cuz you made fun of me about that Thor thing. But when we were in Bible school Thor when we were in Bible school, one of my favorite classes was about the blood covenant and it was they talked about a missionary who went to Africa and he would study the different cultures and he would learn about the different cultures, and all the cultures would have something to do with some kind of partnership or redemption um, associated with a blood covenant. And once he learned about that, he could share his faith about the blood covenant through Jesus Christ. And so, I think, I think when you learn about even nature, when you learn about different cultures, you can look for things. That that point you to God. Mm-hmm. So I'm, um, you know, I think all learning is is good if you if you put it in that perspective. If you're always searching for the true, the truth, and for God.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So what's the O stand for?
1: It's it's what you kind of were talking about living out your faith. It's about obeying God's word.
0: Obeying God. You know, now, obeying. this is such a weird term because. How many times do we hear the word "obey"? It's usually in a negative connota- connotation, you know, unless it's a toddler and they say "obey us,"
1: you know, you know, so you don't get hurt. I and and that's that's the thing, you know. We can choose in our own willfulness to do things contrary to the way that that God tells us to, mm-hmm. but there's consequences to that. Sure, and there's also consequences. Or or benefits, I guess I should say, to mm-hmm. do to obeying God. The- okay, so
0: when you say that, because this is really confusing to a lot of people, and I've even heard like in Star Trek in different places that people just razz this this thing to death. That they say, well, how do you know what God's will is? How can you do that? How do you? How can you? What do you mean by obeying God? Because some people we hear of the loonies that like kill abortion doctors, or mm-hmm. or we hear about. You know, people that say they, they were supposed to go into this place and shoot people, they said they were obeying God. Well, we know that's not true. Well, So how do you, what's the practical way that a, a normal everyday person could obey God? Can you give us some examples?
1: Well, I think, you know, there's 66 books in the Bible that you can read that tell us how to. But we can simplify it in what Jesus said. Okay. He summed up the whole Bible.
0: All the and law and the prophets. The law and
1: the prophets into two commandments.
0: Okay, this is going to be interesting. What are those two commandments?
1: The, the two commandments that encompass everything else is if you measure your life by these two, some people even call them the golden rule. Okay. Is love God. Okay. And love your neighbor as yourself. So if you love God and you're dedicated to loving him and living your life for Him, and you're loving the people around you like you would want to be loved, then you are obeying God.
0: That's an interesting concept. That's a whole lot simpler than the rules and the regs that that a lot of churches put out and a lot of people put out, a lot of religions.
1: Well, and the sad thing is I I saw a post on Facebook this morning (laughs) that just really irritated me. It was someone that I know goes to church and mm. I'm not going to say their name. But I didn't comment on it, but it really upset me. What was it? It was a bigoted it was a bigoted um comment associated with the death of Bin Laden. Okay. And um about I, I don't even want to repeat the comment, just because it was it's not so. Worth it, huh? I'm not going to give it airtime. Wasn't
0: it? Wasn't it a pastor who posted it? No. Oh, it wasn't. It okay. wasn't. Okay.
1: Um, but it was someone we'd gone to church with, and uh-huh. and I would think would know better, you know. And I just thought that comment was just so racist, so mean, and associating anybody of a certain people group right. that that they would be a relative of Bin Laden, associated with a terrorist. Right. And I just thought, I can't believe that someone who believes in Christ and is trying to live like Christ would post something like that. Yeah. And so I think... Now I'm curious. I think, you know, one of our comments was, said, filter everything he does with... Is this what love would do? Mm-hmm. Or is this how love would act? God is love. Right. And so if we try to filter everything we do and say and think, is is this following Christ's example? Is this following God's example That might example change the way
0: that people perceive believers yeah. if we actually look through the eyes of love.
1: So really when I say... We might
0: treat people a whole lot differently if we look through the eyes of love, wouldn't so we? So
1: when I'm saying obey... God's word.
0: Uh-huh.
1: God's word is love. He's okay. wanting us to love one another and live out a dedica- a life dedicated to walking so you, in love. So
0: you could say then that obeying God would be being kind to people? Yeah. Would be being loving, would be compassionate, uh, helpful, uh, meeting needs of people. That would be obeying God. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. That's a lot different than what some other people say obeying God is, isn't it?
1: Well, you can get caught up on how to wear your hair and how to dress and what to eat and what to drink. But those are external things. And and Jesus is looking at your heart. Yeah. And he wants you to live out of a heart of love and not out of legalism. I agree. So the last letter.
0: Okay, so we have G, which is go to God. Mm-hmm. R, which is read the Bible mm-hmm. and other books that help you understand it. Uh-huh. O-, o is, is obey God, and mm-hmm. we just had a big discussion on that. Yeah. And now it's W time. What does W mean? Well,
1: you know, and this is we talked about this in our when we covered evangelism because oh, you mean,
0: uh, when we talk about sharing our faith,
1: sharing our faith.
0: Ah, I know what you're going to say. It,
1: it's kind of a weird word, but we use it in trials all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, when people are up. Accused of a crime, you bring forward witnesses. Whit- and witness. And so W is for witness. And that just simply means share what God has done in your life. And and that can be to, to people who don't know Christ yet. And it can also be to fellow believers because okay, now, that wh- encourages Let's talk about other. this
0: because there is negative connotation with witness. I know. You got people that knock on your door, that bug you, that... Tell you to come to their their I'm, establishment I'm or whatever. I'm not saying
1: witness for a church. I'm saying witness what God has okay, done. Okay, well in let's your talk life. about the
0: word witness for a moment. What okay. does witness mean?
1: It means just tell the truth.
0: No, say no, what, no, no, say
1: no. what you've seen.
0: Since when? Okay, now you've got to witness. to Okay,
1: this. say what you've seen. A witness oh, is okay. someone who's Here seen something or experienced something, and you're there just recounting what. The the, Ah. recounting the truth of what you've seen or what you've heard or what you've experienced.
0: So a witness is somebody who observes something, sees it with their own eyes, Mm
1: -hmm. or hears it, and then shares that. (laughs) Sometimes it's what you've seen or what you've smelled or what you've heard or or what you felt in your heart.
0: Okay, so if in fact growing in your faith would mean witnessing, witnessing might be different than what we might think.
1: Well. For what, could, for instance, the Bible says to encourage each other daily. Okay. So part of witnessing can be telling another believer, you know, I had this need and I prayed or someone prayed for me and God came through.
0: Got it.
1: Or it it could be a hundred other things that God has done in your life.
0: So so then witness doesn't necessarily mean standing on the street corner and screaming Repent or burn
1: Burn or turn burn, Turn, turn or, burn. or burn burn or turn. <laughs> um, uh, witness doesn't yeah. necessarily
0: mean knocking on doors And inviting people to your organization No So witness could mean simply Living our lives openly In front of other people mm-hmm. And living the way that God wants us to live That is in itself An amazing witness
1: Well we talked about this So well, don't hide it We other talked words. about this um, last week Is that to preach the gospel wherever you go and if necessary use words that's that really we true. have we have good news in our hearts in our lives and it's good to share that good news but we don't always share it by talking it can be sharing by example and and sometimes that's the best way to share because you have people that sometimes will spout off um this and that about the Bible, but not live it. And well, that's not and
0: I think it's no one
1: wants to listen to it I think then. it is
0: really true that when someone shares their faith with someone else, and now I don't mean pushy. I don't but the way that I share my faith, I don't think is pushy. Maybe some people do think it's pushy, but but uh, I do it through music and through through creative outlets and praying for people and just being friends and talking and encouraging folks. That's how I witness or that's how I share my faith. Mm-hmm. Now that I think is a little bit easier. Well, no, it's actually harder, but it, it's it's not the same as what a lot of people would consider witnessing, because I think when we hear the word witness, we think of somebody that shoves it down our throat.
1: Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about.
0: Okay, so it so th- we've established today that if you want to grow in your faith in God. Mm-hmm. Number one, you go to you go to him and you have you have communication with him. Number mm-hmm. two, you you read the Bible and other books that talk about the Bible and and can instruct us and teach us about that culture and and the words that were coming out and why and mm-hmm. where it falls into things. That's awesome. Okay, and then you have oh, which which we talked about being obeying God. In other words, um, being kind to people and doing what His Bible says versus living the love walk. Living, yeah, living. Uh, a life of love towards others, mm-hmm. and and uh, and towards God, obviously, mm-hmm. and then and then the last one was W, which was, stood for witness, which meant share your faith, in not only example but also if somebody asks you a question, you can answer. Like I had, I had um, a, a young lady ask me what I thought about paganism the other day on Facebook. And uh, she asked me, so I told her what I thought about it. And uh, I was not mean about it or anything like that. But I said that I had chosen to follow God, which is different than than having a, um, pantheism and, and, mm-hmm. and, and believing in many gods. And I just answered, you know, if somebody asks you, you can tell them what you mm-hmm. think because they asked you. You can't get in trouble for that. I think sometimes when, when people try to force others into it, then they get in a little bit of trouble. So, G-R-O-W. Yeah. That's how we t- grow is a great acronym for how to grow in our faith. Excellent! Yeah. Hey, I think this is a good topic.
1: <laughs> and you know, we we touch on a lot of these things in other podcasts too. But I just thought it was a good finale to our um, boot uh, boot camp. Yeah, I've <laughs> Basic got a Bible boot camp, and or, I've got or, a really
0: cool song from the eighties that I want to play.
1: Oh, fun! Uh huh.
0: It's by the Allies. Okay. And it's called Trust in God. Cool. It's a really cool, cool song. And I'll play that for everybody. And then we'll be right back and we will share with you what's coming up next time because it's really going to be fun. <laughs> you, should we pray before we do the song? Father, thank you so much for every single person that's listening today. And we want to thank you, first off, that you care about us enough to want us to grow in our faith with you. So help us, Lord. Help us to come to you and to talk with you and communicate with you because it's just so awesome when we can. And, and Lord, we can do it anytime we want to do it. So help us have that desire to communicate with you. Then, God, we pray that you would help us to read your Word. And as we read your Bible, God, would you help us to understand what it means to our life? Guide us and lead us into what we're supposed to study and, and to understand then, Lord, we pray that you would help us to be able to obey you and help us make those decisions to, to be kind to one another and to love people and not to be crazy wackos, but but Lord, to uh, to really be stable in you. And then finally, Lord, help us to be an example or a witness to the people, not only in our own family, but around us where we work, go to school or or whatever we do. Help us to be a witness, Lord, and thank you again for this amazing relationship that you give. If we only believe in you, you make life so much different, and it's so much better. Thank you for it, in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen.
0: Okay, now we'll play the song, and then we'll be right back.
3: Got a picture of Jesus that he's carried around for years. It's worn out and faded. But the thing that he holds dear is his trusting God. Trust in God. There's a girl waiting tables. When deep down she knows the dream she has to follow. But wherever she may go, she will trust in God. Trusting God. There's a world full of people. You can't seem to hear the voice of all creation Making it so clear you can trust in God Solitary man with a trust in, God. trust in
0: God There's an elderly couple In the park holding
3: hands With a lifetime of memories But they're still making
0: Okay, there you go the allies trust in god takes you back
1: back to the
0: 80s back to the 80s it might have been in the 90s i'm not sure i can't remember i think it was the 80s i got to see them live in concert way back then too that's the guy you know believe it or not that's the guy the lead singer is the guy that sings butterfly kisses that popular song mm, i like that about song. the little girl that grows up and it makes me cry and i don't even want to listen to it so there mm-hmm. so next week we're going to have an interesting interesting subject mysteries of the bible
1: it, this is more your subject so you're going to have to do the the research on this one i shared my sunday school stuff today next week you get to s- Share your science fiction yeah. fun stuff. We're going to
0: talk. Are there UFOs in the Bible? Mm-hmm. What does the Bible say about Armageddon? Ooh, the end Ooh. times. Ooh, what about nuclear fallout? Can you find it in the Bible? Are there truly space aliens, extraterrestrials? Does the Bible talk about them? find out next time on (laughs) take him with you mysteries of the bible there might even be a few shows on mysteries of the bible (laughs) because there's so many cool ones i'll feel like leonard nimoy in search of
1: i used to watch that as a kid i
0: did too yeah i love that
1: ancient aliens on chariot of the gods yeah
0: those kind of things
1: I don't know if I saw Charity of Gods, but I watched in search of a bunch. Yeah. I watched it with my grandpa. Cool.
0: Mm -hmm. Mysteries of the Bible.
1: (laughs) Do you really need the evil laugh with it?
0: I don't know. I just like it.
1: Okay. (laughs) The the X-Files of the Bible.
0: I don't know about that. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, Look at if you want to get a hold of us and give us comments. We love comments. About as much as I like cookies. So, you can email me rick at takehimwithyou.com or
1: Amy at Take him off, oh, take him take off, him off him. you.
0: <laughs> take him off you. <laughs> take him with
1: you.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. I it's feel like right. I have marbles in my mouth today.
0: Marbles in your mouth? Okay. okay. Well, anyway, visit us at takehimwithyou.com. Um, that is our website. You can see us on Facebook at facebookcom rick.moyer.
1: Or facebook.com slash amy.moyer
0: That's correct You can also find uh, my music On cdbaby.com Or iTunes Or Amazon And we also would like to ask If, if you feel so led We could use some donations this month um, Next month My domain for Moyer Multimedia Comes due and my hosting and all that jazz And It's about 150 bucks that I don't have So if you wanted to help <laughs> out with that you certainly could by sending us a donation on paypal just go to takingwithyou.com and click on the donate button easy as pie
1: as pie as 3.14 or the kind you
0: eat i don't care either way if you're a mathematician easy as 3.14 if you're not easy as lemon meringue or chocolate cream or banana cream or coconut cream
1: How about wild blackberry? Oh, Mm.
0: or strawberry, or cherry, cherry. Okay,
1: (laughs) I need to go to work now.
0: (laughs) All right, no more pie talk. Okay. Okay. See everybody. See everybody next week on the Take Him With You podcast. Go ahead.
1: This has been a Moore Multimedia LLC recording. Copyright 2011. All rights reserved.
0: It's true. Mysteries of the Bible. Yeah. Well I guess you're going now. See ya. All right. So your truck was empty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Ah, taking with you with Rick and Amy. It's one of the best podcasts around. And we'd like to think maybe we could be a close second. We can only be a close second if you come and listen to us. Well, we talk about classic television and films from around the world. So, if you fancy listening to us waffle on... Then please do join us. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com or go to our favourite place in the world for podcasts. Well, maybe not yours, it's mine because I can't quite figure out any of the others. And that's iTunes. Just type in Waffle On Podcast. We'd be honoured if
3: you'd join us.
4: 11 teams of two, in an exciting race around the world to win $1 million on The Amazing Race.
2: I'm Joyce. And I'm Al. On our new show, the Fast Forward Podcast, we'll recap each weekly episode of The Amazing Race, give you a rundown on each team, and tell you our predictions on who we think will cross the mat in first place each week, and ultimately win the $1 million prize.
4: We'll also share listener predictions and other interesting information we pick up along the season. So, when Rick and Amy have helped guide you along your spiritual path on their amazing show, Take Him With You, check out the Fast Forward podcast in iTunes. And we'll see you
2: at the Fast Forward.
4: The Treks in Sci-Fi podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi entertainment news and commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis
2: Captain of the USS Enterprise
3: Smoky Religions and Ancient Weapons
4: Collectibles, Toy, and Prop Reviews I am to miss my head. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com.
2: Hi, Russell. Are you like mommy? Are you doing a podcast? podcast? A podcast. 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 Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: Podcast.
4: Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity.
0: Irregularity. Inconsistency. Incongruity. A rarity.
2: I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly, the podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast, we review the races. We talk about drivers and teams and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast the world's fastest podcast.
3: Attention, attention, it's finally here, the first and only podcast dedicated to one of the most groundbreaking
4: television series in history, M.A.S.H. Join the hosts of MASH 4077 Podcast, Kenny, Meds, and Al, as they discuss their thoughts episode by episode. They will also share with you some little-known behind-the-scenes information, trivia, and so much more. Find them on iTunes by searching MASH 4077
3: Podcast
4: or online at www.mash4077.podbean.com.